<laughs> I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! <laughs> Hello, city! City of Geek podcast episode four. Try number two since our last episode was lost due yep. to audio four, issues. Four point five. Four point five. Uh, it'll come up as just four on iTunes or whatever. We are listed now on iTunes, which is great. Yay! Uh, and if you're coming to us from iTunes or SoundCloud or any sort of podcast without coming from our website or from Facebook, welcome. Uh, you can find us at cityofgeek.com. Um, same thing on or at on the Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, it's all the same name, City of Geek. Um, but just go to the Facebook and everything that we posted there anyway. There's extra stuff we'll put up there that we don't put on the website. Um, we've actually had a little uptick on the website recently, which is great. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and did you say our prospect review got 100 views? 100 views, yeah. And Kim saw prospect today. I did. It was fantastic. If you have the chance to see it in theaters, I do recommend going to see it in theaters. It was a one-week run at most Regals, but I know uh, the Regal here in Seattle is extending it for another week now. Now the schedule's gone up on Tuesday night for the rest of the week. Because it's Tuesday, we're recording on the 13th. We're hopefully publishing on the 15th. Um, but And then if you live in, in uh, Seattle, on December 6th, there will be a showing of Prospect with the directors uh, there doing q and A's like they've been doing at a couple of the Regal showings around here as well. Oh yeah, that's which is super cool. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Film filmed up here in the Pacific Northwest because we are Seattle based, um, with a bunch of Seattle crew, uh, friends of ours, some people that we know, and uh, and then several actors that you know for other things. Like, uh, Pedro Pascal from uh, Game of Thrones, who recently was cast in the new Mandalorian television show for yeah. Star Wars. So that's pretty cool. Let's do topic today is our feel bad movies. You know, the movies that when they finish, you want to take a long shower or go kill someone or burn down a house, right? Think of a new movie. Huh? <laughs> um, Bob, I didn't know you hated the Grinch that much. And uh, before we get to uh, those movies, I thought we'd go through a little bit of you know news, a little mini reviews, and maybe a little bit of trailers we watched recently. Um, before we get into the topic at hand, um, so right now the you know we are a geek uh, website, uh, podcast, etc. So the main thing that we've been talking about, everyone's talking about, is unfortunately Stan Lee passed away yesterday, at the age of ninety-five. Now I will say this: somebody posted on Facebook such a sad and tr- uh, tr- uh, shocking death. I'm like, there's nothing shocking there's about 95, a 95-year-old man yeah. dying. Yeah. Sad? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sadness that anyone dying was, yeah, I would definitely say he lived a long life and lots of amazing Oh, things. yeah, dude was um, mid-90s. I mean, he outlived yeah. Jack Kirby. He lived, outlived, yeah. like, everybody from the early Marvel days and became a pop culture icon. Well, and, and I, even when I, when I found out the news, I was driving uh, with my folks back from Portland, and... I was like, oh, Stan Lee died. That's really sad. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, how old was he? I was like, well, 95. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's like I'm I'm super bummed about it. But it I don't think anyone can look at his life and be like, he was taken to – it feels yeah, like he, he was taken too really soon, but he was 95. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's been, been kind of sick, withdrawing. Um, and, and his wife died 
yeah, last that, year, late last year. And, and they were married for, for a seventy something years. My God, like but they met, and two weeks later they got married, which is adorable. Have either of you seen the uh, the memes though that have Thanos camp? I've seen him dusted or yeah. putting, yeah. Down the, yeah. putting down the, uh, the pencil, which is... But it's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple yeah. touching ones, though. That no, I, the one I saw was really touching. Yeah, I saw one of being Thanos, but he was like, realized it was happening, so he put down the pencil, and there's a little thing about creators, and that was yeah. really, really nice was really one. sweet. And you guys got a nice one. I just got a picture of him, like, half Thanos. Oh, okay, see, that's... Yeah, that would upset me. But there's a lot of, like, outpouring now. You know, oh, we yeah. were talking about how important he was, and, like, yeah, he changed the industry. I saw someone post that him and Walt Disney together were probably the biggest changers in entertainment in this you know, past century. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, to Stan, thank you. Thanks for the memories. Excelsior! Excelsior! <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. What? no. Cody. Yeah. No. An Excelsior shame. You. All right, fine. Excelsior. But I, I was glad to. I never actually met him directly. Um, but I did go to a couple of his panels at Crypticon. At, uh, I was going to say Crypticon. Uh, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Crypticon's raised its credit. I went to his panels at Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. seemed a little out of it at this point. Oh, I used to check my friends like, well, where are we today? Well, we're Spider-Man. You know? <laughs> um, but that two or three years ago, he was there. And my, my big moment with him was I, was I was walking down a hall, and he was coming out from the hallway with his handlers. And we looked right in the eye, and I nodded, and he nodded back. That was, that was close enough. That was the best thing. I saw him from a distance. <laughs> Also at an Emerald City Comic Con. Well, uh, if you ran to him somewhere else, it'd be kind of weird. I saw him on the big screen because I've never gone to Emerald City Comic Con. Oh, really? It, there's so many people. I hate people. People are the worst. I have to, like, see people. I don't know. Yeah. I feel it. It's gotten really big. Yeah. It's just every yeah. Year. Yeah. But I get, I mean, Crypticon is the level of big that doesn't bother me. Um... But uh, it, start, it starts to make me feel like Pike Place Market and tourist season or like Times Square where I just want to punch people. Exactly. And I might, so. <laughs> and speaking of Crypticon, we got two new guests. Three yeah. guests since the last time we recorded, since we oh, lost one. Yeah. Uh, CJ Graham, who played mm-hmm. uh, Jason in Friday the 13th, part mm-hmm. six. six. Uh, friendly guy, met him at a couple different conventions. And, and he'll be appearing in costume. Yeah, one day, oh, so. nice. Which would be nice. amazing. Which means that. he can put someone else in the costume and he can take the day off. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, any Jason, right? There's a zillion around. Um, but the wings, though, sure. Yeah, and then we got uh, Ray Wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dying for that, that's going to be the hashtag. Motherfucking Ray Wise, man. That's awesome. And then, of course, we now added yeah, the other day uh, Cheryl Lee. So we're going to have uh, yeah, Cleveland and um, Laura Palmer. Oh, yeah, I freaked her out the last um, time she's in Crypticon. Yeah, Barbara Steele also got an yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, actually, I'm stoked about that one, too. I have a feeling Tony K is going to be that, like, that's Tony I will do all the interviews. <laughs> Shout out to Tony K. <laughs> Uh, but no, very exciting. The best thing about me is I posted this on Facebook about on my own. Uh, but for the nine years that I've been coming to Crypticon, I've known um, Aaron Fudge to the every every two weeks we'd be at Rocky Horror down in Tacoma, and they'd mention something coming up for Crypticon. What are we working on? This I'm like, well, is it Ray Wise? Because Ray Wise, I don't care. <laughs> and now it's finally Ray Wise. <laughs> and now I don't know what to bother Aaron with anymore. <laughs> Mm. I want Tony Todd to come back selfishly just because the year that he came, I missed it. But Wait, mm. did you miss Cryptogon or did you miss? Yeah, the, my uh, stupid ex's brother got married and I had to go to that. Okay, you know, real quick side note on that, <laughs> my brother, love him to death, the good brother, 
He got married over WrestleMania 19 weekend, and that motherfucker cost me WrestleMania 19 because it was in Seattle. Oh. I could have gotten to see Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. You didn't even stay married. I will forever. Right? <laughs> I, like a month later, uh, we separated, and I'm like, cool, yo, I'm in your brother's wedding picture. <laughs> so that sucks to be you. But no, I, some, a, very, a good friend of mine had him take a picture with my picture, which was lovely. But I wanna, what I want to do is then take a picture with Tony Todd while I'm holding the picture of him with my picture. <laughs> Get the inception. The yeah. And then we can just keep going each time I see him. I just want the layers to never end. Layers of Tony Todd. Exactly. That is my goal. That's my new life goal. Hashtag Kim's life goals. And uh, speaking of... Well, Crypticon guest from the last year, unfortunately, he didn't make it, and then he passed away, but uh, George Romero. Yeah. And there's apparently a resurfaced a short film that he made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Park, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's a PSA about elder abuse or something to that effect, or some, something in there. Unfortunately, only a handful of people have seen it in the last, you know, 50 years. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, we get a release, and the the one person who's been tweeting about it that kind of broke the story is that it, it's brutal mm. and is his most nasty work since the original zombie movies. So hopefully we get a chance to see it. Yeah, apparently it's pretty wide Some of those PSAs are dark as shit, like that one where um they're telling you not to ha- have bad kitchen safety and the chick gets her face burned off. Like uh on Rift Tracks, uh they watch oh, a track. lot of oh old shorts and like shake hands with danger. Yeah. Um and then about people getting things ripped off. Like the nastier and warrier than most horror films are in these, Seriously? these shorts. Yeah, check yeah. them out. Like I, I have a bunch of them. There's, there's one uh, my like I said, and I feel bad for saying it, but my favorite one is the one where she's like yeah, I'm the sous chef here, and she's got this ball, this thing of um, like boiling water, and then she's like, I'm not getting married next weekend because I didn't do this and this. And next thing you know, it's just oh, like sleepaway camp. Oh yeah, uh, it's graphic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these are they're out there, uh, but yeah, Rift Tracks puts them back out there with. with I'm sorry for this. That's, that's a funny reaction. <laughs> it's appalling. <laughs> But at least you won't lose a finger. Hashtag blood on the asphalt. <laughs> yes, it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, like, like what, those the, things you watched in Drivers Ed. Kind of yeah. Those were awful. These are things you're made to be shown in schools and colleges to wow, you know, teach you what to stop doing stupid ball. things. Or if you're in the deep south. We just uh, watch things about our sex. periods. <laughs> if you have sex, a dog will bite your penis off. Is there really one that says that? No. I want there to be I one. I want that Can we one. make one? Yes. We're going to make one. Yes. But okay. the sex that I had in high school was uh, very, you will die sort of thing really focused on the STDs. I heard that sentence slightly different than it came out. I didn't hear Ed, I heard had. <laughs> no, I that like, didn't happen in high school. <laughs> <laughs> he was told every time, you will die. You will die. <laughs> well, especially if they get abstinence only education. That's a whole different different it's thing. South Park Let's go episode that with Kenny really there. wanting a blowjob and <laughs> the whole time being like, your dick's gonna fall off, you're gonna die, and Kenny finally gets his blowjob and then he dies yeah. because he catches something. Not just a blowjob, a blowjob in the Applebee's parking lot. In the lot. Applebee's parking lot. <laughs> That's all place to sit back. Yeah, and, and because the inside of a girl's mouth is the dirtiest place. And I, I just, Cartman. Is that true though, Kim? Uh, what sometimes the words that come out of my mouth are you've heard her thing. You've heard me talk. I'm toning it down right now. In case any of the listeners at home feel like, I don't know, sensitive. I don't think anyone listening to us right now is feeling particularly sensitive, but you never know. And if you're feeling sensitive, go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you sensitive people. 
And then another uh, movie news slash trailers. We got a couple came out the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that's blowing up the internet right now is the Detective Pikachu trailer. Oh, God. Have you guys watched that yet? No. Nope. I haven't I actually have... watched it. I just see all the tweets about it, and part of me is enjoying being mystified. It's, um, I, I haven't played a Pokemon game since Red, Red Blue back yeah, on my Game Boy. This trailer, oddly enough, I'm really into the movie. <laughs> like, I watched it. Like, my wife and I watched it. Like, this is weird. And it's odd, like, because they're CGI creations, but they're furry, and they look slightly different than they do normally. But there's something really charming about it. That and Ryan Reynolds is voicing Pikachu. But doesn't Pikachu only say, Pika? Yeah, he can speak English, and one person, the Justice Smith from uh, Fallen Kingdom, can understand him. So he's hearing Pika, Pika, Pika for everyone else. But so there's translation things, because he... Apparently this sentient. Apparently most of the Pokemon are sentient, which is kind of weird to make them fight. But that's all. And crap them in the balls too. Yeah, exactly. But it's like yeah, live action Pokemon that doesn't look off and it looks like really winky and not taking itself incredibly seriously. So this could be something really fun because the trailer. Yes, it won me over. I really don't give a crap about Pokemon. Yeah, Yeah. I was. I'm I'm a little bit the wrong generation for it. Uh, And I don't really understand. Also, recent yesterday was. Toy Story 4 short, short teaser? Yeah, what's what the fuck are they making that for? Uh, I don't know. It's getting more existential because those movies already are. And now they get this thing. Apparently, if you just draw eyes on something, it makes it alive. That's weird. This Toy Story universe is weird. So, what does that mean about um, sex toys? I was going to say. Put <laughs> your eyes on your sex toys? Yeah. Like the rabbits? <laughs> the rabbit has eyes, Bob. The rabbit has eyes. I'll, t- I'll take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> Put little goofy eyes? Well, no. That's no. a little bit creepy. But... What about like blow-up dolls? Oh, oh yeah. god! Oh god! Yeah, I hadn't even gone there! That's... Like, this oh. is the joke if she knows where, like, Buzz and Woody are also Andy's mom's toys. And they, uh... That's the basis of a robot chicken thing, too. Yeah, like... I think so, probably. I remember that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm surprised they're making a fourth one. Maybe Pixar needs a boost of some sort. Yeah, I was just wondering that, too. Who's revisiting like, franchise is such a thing right now, though. Exactly. Something from, yeah, 20 years. Well, the last one, this was like, about eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they all kind of just said, all right, we're cool. Oh, you know, about to accept death and then get rescued. Um, Maybe this time they will accept <laughs> death and invite, invite death into their living room. Exactly. Maybe this time they won't recast Jim Varney. <laughs> Take old, old clips. This is his brother doing the voice now, though. Um, still, still not Jim Barney. But what's weird, like a trailer is like at the beginning, they're you know it's playing uh, that Joni Mitchell song from uh, from Love Actually and oh, uh, Hereditary yeah, this year yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they're going sides. around like they're about the yeah both sides. Both sides that, yeah. 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 Uh, but it seemed like they had already died. They're just floating around in heaven. It's like all right, cool. They accepted their death from last time. Uh, but we'll find out. But coming out against it. That same day, uh, in June of next year, is the new Child's Play movie, which put out a teaser poster today. <laughs> which, which is definitely going to have the same demographic of people yes. going to it. I want the one with the toy. Which one? Which yeah. one? I so the one that kills desperately people? want. Which one? <laughs> I so desperately want people to mix up which theater they're going into. Like, so badly, I want that to happen. I want that to be a thing. Can we make that a thing? Can you, like, switch the posters that you're reading? I'll do what I can. Because, my God, that did I remember one time um, the Hills Have Eyes 2 got played. The beginning of that got played (laughs) where somebody was going to go see Bridge to Terabithia. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Any other uh, trailers or news that I might not have mentioned that you guys want to discuss? I saw the, the new Captain Marvel trailer today during uh, Prospect, and I will say I was already, like, insanely excited, and now it's reached new levels of... It's amazing. It looks pretty good. It looks really... Well, and, and, I mean, as, 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 as the chick voice in the group, uh, I, I'm, like, Wonder Woman set a very high bar for me uh, in how we we look at not just superhero movies with women, but just superhero movies. I thought it was a fantastic movie. And uh, so, I, I mean, I'm trying to not have my expectations be too high, but also I need this movie to be good. I need it to be good. Marvel typically doesn't fuck up, though. No, even, their, even the movies of theirs that I haven't been is into the franchise as much, I still enjoy. Even Thor 2 is an okay movie. Yeah, oh, it's, it's super the bar, fun. Yeah, yeah. just com- in comparison, like, people say that about, oh, that's awful. Like, no, it's just no. awful compared to everything else. <laughs> but it's, it's still a good time. Um, no, I, uh, uh, in general, I don't think there's a Marvel movie that I haven't, well, the Hulk one, but that's, they even they forget about that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bruce Banner exists. That movie pretty much doesn't. Yeah. The um, Master is still somewhere out there doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> or whatever. Is Brainiac or whatever. No, Brainiac. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it wasn't the yeah. Master. It was um, the leader. Yeah, that's mm. it. That was close. The Master's Fallout, Bob. Get your shit correct. Yeah, jeez. You call yourself a geek. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself out of this window right now. You <laughs> should. And then uh, just, uh, just maybe briefly, uh, something things that we might have seen recently that we might discuss, uh, which... Cody and I did see The Grinch in Nutcracker recently, so we do have My reviews on our, our YouTube channel for that, so we're not going to go into that a second time. Yeah, so we, just go watch those trail. Go watch will, those reviews instead. I will follow up with a note on The Grinch. There is a Grinch porn parody. <laughs> it is not called The Grinch, and that is in my search history from now on. Don't let, don't, don't let your uh, fiance see that. Oh, no, I showed her. We watched <laughs> the video together. It was pistachio we, salty nuts. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it's exactly what you think, and it starts to wear off over time. Oh, I'll just say that. That's a visual that won't go away for a while. <laughs> the grunge. Um, the, um, but, uh, <laughs> I also recently watched uh, a couple of political things that I just want to briefly mention. Uh, my wife, Benjamin, my, my wife and I watched uh, RBG. RBG, the documentary mm. about I heard good that. It's wonderful. Um, it's it's really positive. Like it's not a warts and all documentary. It's it's very meant to be a loving tribute to her. Like completely. He's like this woman's awesome. You should love her, and she's doing everything it for women and minorities. Um, not I don't say women. Um, sexual equality because she defended men in similar cases that uh like uh where like a guy was trying to get um. Uh, Social Security benefits because his wife died, and they said no because you're a man. And he's like, I should just give this to you. <laughs> yeah. So it goes, so like, it goes around fuck? both ways. So, but uh, it's a fascinating documentary. It's on. It was streaming on CNN before, streaming on Hulu now. Oh um, nice. Because okay. CNN produced it, so they put it out. And I, I know they started airing it themselves. Um, but it's very, very much just to put her up a pedestal and say she's awesome and we love her. Um, I can't know, wait we, for the Kavanaugh one in 40 years. <laughs> oh, um, I like beer. Like <laughs> That's what it's called. I will be. I and then when you buy the DVD or whatever it's called at that time, you get a, a copy of his calendar. The yes. stream in your head. Yeah. 
as it just pushes its way in there. I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is this amazing woman. Uh, she's done so much great things. And please, for the um, love of God, don't die. Please, please. She, she fell the other day. Well, she she's fell the other day, and she's back at work. She, according to the documentary, she's never missed a day uh, of work on the court. Um, I don't know if someone said that in a talking head, so I don't know how true that is. Um, so I didn't go and source that myself, but uh, I assume it's in the documentary. So must somebody be did. Let's yeah, hope. So somebody did. Um, and then yeah, she broke three ribs last week and came back to work the next day, where someone else didn't go outside because it was drizzly out. Um, and by someone else, he means President Trump. <laughs> yes. Like, don't be coy about. I, I it. wasn't trying to be. I was trying to the asshole joke. wouldn't yes. go out in the rain for Veterans Day. Fuck him. Sorry. I will be bringing up President Trump during our main topic. Fair enough. All right. You said feel-bad movies. Uh, I got some feel-bad movies. And also in the political spectrum, in a different way, I watched Chappaquiddick last night, and it's it's really blah. I don't recommend it. Yeah, um, yeah Jason Clark, who you previously called a charisma suck. A, no, a charisma black hole. <laughs> That's it. He's That's a it. charisma black hole. He plays uh, Teddy Kennedy, and it's about Ouch. the... Um, Okay, that's a weird casting, and I like him. He actually kind of looks like him with the makeup on, and it works out. Um, But the movie itself, it doesn't paint him as either a victim or a villain. He's just kind of someone stuck in the center. And we know he did an awful thing, and it's going into that. So it really doesn't really have a narrative drive in that case. And of course, I get mad watching it because it's rich people trying to get away with doing bad things, um, which is continually something that pisses me off. Um, They shot the wrong... Kennedys. <laughs> it's true. I thought that since I was a child. Well, I think we all think that. I mean, like if, if uh, just leave, just leave Bobby alive. He was the good one. Yes. Well, from what we can tell. Yeah, we'll from what out. we can tell. And then, um, then uh, hopefully coming out soon is well, coming out soon is the front runner, which looks to be more Gary more Mother funny take on heart political issues. <laughs> so it looks to be fun. I will be there day one, uh, which is uh, Thursday. Um, oh really? Yeah, it comes out this weekend. Wow. And oh, then, uh, against the Nasty Beasts Beast and Widows. Which? I'm not excited for Nasty Beasts. Kill me. I'm going to have to go see that with Carol. I'm going to see no, it. I, 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 if I can see it for free, I'll see it. I don't want to. I'll get to you in. Okay, because <laughs> I won't spend money on a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. I won't. Um, or I could do what Linny used to do, Linny from the Horror Honeys. She got me into this where if you go see a movie where someone in the movie did something horrible against a woman that you have to donate them the cost of the ticket to a, a women's shelter. I did that when I bought dummy crats. Yeah. Like, you didn't even see. <laughs> you, you, like, find a way to, to balance the scales. But I'm just, I, why the fuck did... Mm, okay. Oh, no, Bob. Gonna, it's a whole other podcast. I got refunded and the DVD's on its way. Oh, fair enough. And uh, yeah, speaking of, you know, people doing awful things, I did see Bohemian Rhapsody, which I'm not going to bring in too much. I'm actually going to write a review or, or, or uh, do a film one. Um... The basic, the the nitty gritty of Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a just slightly above average by the numbers biopic, with an amazing performance that see. brings it up to the next level. If it wasn't for Remy Malek as uh, as Freddie, who absolutely just kills it, it would have been. He's the phenomenal actor. Yeah, he. Uh, it's the first time I've really seen him in. I've seen him like bit parts here and there. I, I was Mr. Robot. I, I haven't watched that Robot, yet, but yeah. he played us in uh, that game until dawn. Yeah. He was really he good was in that. He was really good in that. But he is such a great friend. He's funny, my, my wife got home that night. We went to see it, then I went to work. And she went to think Gilmore Girls, and he shows up for an episode. It's like, look who's in Gilmore oh, Girls. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, he, I think he plays um, someone at the Lutheran College. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, uh, there's a handful of actors who pop up in Gilmore Girls. Um, Everyone does it. Abed from 
Community pops up in a couple episodes. Uh, he's on the paper with Rory. Yep. And Ray Wise is in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's in a new season. Well, I came out last year. Um, he plays Emily's new, new bow. I went and saw on Halloween uh, the new Suspiria. Woo! And fucking love That's this. amazing. I think I actually like it better than the first. It's, so I think it's a better movie, but I, the first is more entertaining. The, the first, well, see, what's funny is that I found it very compelling. And so even though it's a two and a half hour movie, I never felt like I was sitting through a two and a half yeah, hour movie. Yeah, exactly. But it is a very slow burn. But I didn't care because I was so engaged. So Tilda, it's, Tilda. Oh my God, Tilda, I will... It's, it's interesting, too. I went with two people who did not know some particulars about the casting. Yeah. Which I won't go yeah. into detail. I also detail didn't figure it out until I told her. So. Yeah, and, and afterwards we were talking about it, and uh, that was a fun moment, their reactions to that. So, um, But I, I highly recommend. I highly recommend it. Not just as – I went with two non-horror fans, and they loved it. Yeah, it gets nasty, but not, but in a good way. Like it doesn't feel like his gratuitous nasty. No, and and I mean, the moment where it kind of gets the nastiest is almost like it becomes something more than gore. Yeah. It's not. It's it's a different kind of statement. But uh, yeah, I I highly recommend. And then, Cody, anything that you watched recently? Uh, endless hours of election coverage. Oh, that's kind enough. of that's kind of been my my week the last week. I kind of looked at the results and called no, it. Oh out. no, I was there on night one, like because I had to work last Tuesday and it was just me sitting at the computer. First it was sadness and then it was elation. I was I was it was at least enthused that we didn't completely fuck it up twice in a row. <laughs> completely, not completely. completely. <laughs> And uh, so now we've uh, caught up on everything. How about we talk a little bit about the, the topic at hand, or our feel bad movies, the movies that we watch and immediately regret that we watched it. Which uh, makes me lead into the question: Is um, why do people like us, or it's generally people, seek out movies that aren't you know ending in a happy ending that that make us feel bad? Like why why we seek these out? Because it's something I've always been asked. Well, I mean, sometimes you don't know going yeah. in that you're going to be watching something that's going to gut you. Uh, and I also, I think there's different degrees because there's movies that are hard to watch. Um, one that always comes to mind for me is Dear Zachary. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. That's I something re- you don't know until... You don't know. but And yet, Spoiler. if I need, movie. <laughs> if I need a good cry, I will watch that movie again. There's like If I'm just feeling really sad... And for some reason, I don't want to try to pick myself out of it. I want to just dive deep into a black hole. I will rewatch that movie because it's, again, it's so human. It's so good. Uh, and it's one I recommend to people, but I always warn them, like, it's a gut punch. Yeah, and when that particular moment happens, oh my just, God, I didn't know it was coming. And just like, the stomach drops out. Everything just dropped out. Like, I think what? I just was sobbing for, for them through the end of the movie. Um, but it's... It's so painful and so raw that it's, in terms of accessing, I mean, which is some of this, as I suppose, maybe as a performer, that anytime you, you see something that creates such a reaction in you, there's a part of you that wants to revisit the feeling, yes. even though it's slightly masochistic. 
I understand as a performer too. <laughs> yeah, where it's like it, it it elicits such an emotional response. There is a part of you that wants to recreate that emotional response. Uh, yeah. In a similar vein, the boy in the striped pajamas. You ever see that one? I yeah, know. I found it. I thought it was really trying to get to that. The book, the book was it. better. Book was better. But I, um, I, I always thought that was a bit of a gut punch, but I watched it when I was 14. Mm. Fucked it me up. Mm-hmm. Brucey Terabithia. Oh, fuck that We cheered when it happened when we were children. And when I watched it as an adult, I'm like, what? I hate that. I, I read that book when I was a kid, and it messed with me. Because I was not okay... I was not okay with what I don't, like, don't want to do too many spoilers if people it, haven't seen it. It's a, a forty-year-old book and a fifteen-year-old movie. Yeah, so I think it's okay. I think you're safe. I, I, I think anyone listening has probably read it in fourth grade. So that's what I read. I was not emotionally yeah, prepared for that. But it's kind of the point of it, though. I know, but I wasn't okay with it. That's the movie did not expect to come up. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't sign on for what happened at that age. I did not consent. I did not consent for that to happen when I was that little. I was not okay with it. Um. Yeah, I was I was not okay with it. Uh, it made me mad. I never read it again. I never. I actually didn't see the movie. So I didn't want to because it left such a bad taste in my mouth. I was a kid, but it had a really oh, yeah. strong impact see, and not a good one. And we were like, I think we were ten, and we were like, oh yeah, we still got death in there. And then I lost it. I was like fourteen. I'm like, man, I was fucked up to say that. Well, it's the same way. Like The Giver, I didn't. When I first read The Giver, I did not realize what happened at the end. I thought he. Went and lived happily with this other. Th- I didn't get that he's dying. There's sequels. I don't know. I know, and the do. sequels. And I haven't, the sequels I haven't read them. So no, I, I, I did out of curiosity as an adult, and the sequel then does be ha- yeah, uh, but We both know. But in the in, when you read it, he's like he's dying. Like him and the baby are dying, and that did not register when I was a kid. And I reread as a teenager. I was like, well, that's fucked. The road. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god, the book and then the movies just on the same. The, the movie is actually almost as good as the book. But notice how many of these we're already naming that are books. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just think is interesting. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times books can tell a better story than like a straight up movie can. Oh yeah. So they're able to put a pour on that more, especially a more emotional story, because yeah. you're invested longer. Or like, like a gut punch at, at some point, because you could build into that without feeling feeling like it was purposely trying to rip the rug out from under you just to get that, that emotional response. Yeah. Just even build up to it. Like, I don't know. The movie would... isn't good to go with, and then that happens, like, uh, this is definitely a different type of movie, but maybe like paid for, which oh, is, yeah. like, and then Haley Joel Osment dies. It felt gratuitous. It, yeah, exactly. And, and a badly made movie can come off gratuitous. Like, but if that was a book first, maybe it would have been built better. Yeah. Which, in a, in a kind of separate vein, a movie that, for me, uh, was, was, a, was a gut punch or was hard to watch was Starry Eyes. Um, that I movie, still have yet to see that It one. messed me up. It really messed me up. And again, I think some of that is, is identifying a little bit too much with the you have a young actress in it. And as we live in Seattle, that's what happens. Yeah. Sirens. Um, and now those same guys who made that are, are making New Pet Cemetery, which also has the giant gut punch and yes. gut punching where everything gets worse and worse and worse, which happens in these movies that and another, talk about today. And yet another movie that I've rewatched a dozen times. 
And so I, I do find it interesting why are certain gut punches uh, in some movies more bothersome than others. A movie like Pet Cemetery again, I I will watch over and over and over again. It can be the way that's presented sometimes, where it's just part of the story on the whole. Where it's some that the gut punch issue like isn't the it is the, the triggering thing for everything happens, but I guess done in a less like nasty way, where something like. I don't know, like, Lars von Trier stuff feels like he's just gritting your teeth at you and, like, is barking at you with the movie instead of trying to... I, I like most of his work, but it's nasty in the way he presents it. Like, it yep. feels like he is coming out to not not rip your heart out, but I don't stab like you a bunch of times in the heart. So, yeah. <laughs> and and again, in a way that's, that, that feels... I feel like I, the storytelling goes the way of let me stab you in the heart. Like, yeah. My end goal here isn't to craft a story, it's to fuck with my audience. And again, cool dude, not my personal type of, not stylistically not something I want to, you know, I'm willing to watch through Zachary again and, you know, blow my brains out that way, but raw, and it's, some of that is that it's a documentary. Yeah, Zachary's very honest as a movie in a way. Yeah. And it, you know, and some it, people it, say it that part of the halfway through and building up to that way isn't honestly meant to do that, but also I feel like that this the filmmaker is trying to get something over that way. What it's his own catharsis. And when he started the film too, he had a different intent yeah. in mind. And like and gave him something else. And life gave him something else and he adjusted. But it's it's um yeah, I think I think the rawness of it and the fact that it's a real story uh it hits hits a little more. Oh, and it's just man, it's it's it hits on a lot of levels because it doesn't just hit in the sense of of tragedy, but the tragedy exists because of like the legal system failing and and the failure of all these other things. That I think we can also kind of identify with like it's like watching any of the I mean documentaries, anything that you have someone where you think they're wrongfully accused, that's rough to watch. Um, now, one could argue making a murder is that, but I don't necessarily think he was wrongfully accused, so... <laughs> the way he went about it was uh, all right, but he, I think he likely did it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, when you look at, again, when you look at the whole picture, uh, but then something like Serial, I think, I'm not sure that he's innocent, but based on what happened at the trial, he yeah. shouldn't have been convicted. Yeah, I honestly, I, I think 90% of it, I 90% believe that Anon did kill the girl it's very possible but looking again yeah. at the uh looking at how the trial went down and looking at the fact that their key witness has come out after the fact and said admitted to lying yeah that jason was it jason what jay, jay yeah jay, yeah. jay story should never have gone where it did like yeah. it's the same thing with like the paradise uh lost murders robin hill murders mm -hmm. um that's, and there's documentaries on that. Yeah, and three of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there's the, the movie and then one yeah. other documentary in a couple books. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, it, break, it breaks your heart to know that yeah. everything is fucked up with the legal system and the way that people are treated. But that's uh, kind of a whole different thing, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think, I think sometimes, again, looking at stories that are real, looking at documentaries versus looking at uh, fiction, too, that can be... Um, real life tragedy, something that you know is going to be. I'm going to say, I can't watch any 9 11 movies. 
I was in New York yeah. when 9-11 happened. I, can't, I know there's been a bunch of World Trade Center movies. There's the one about the flight. I can't watch any of them. Um, I tried to. Couldn't do it. I've seen the... Makes you feel any better. They're mostly garbage. Yeah, cool. they are. And they're, they're mostly, like, pointing at that. It's like, yeah. the remember me, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, just throws out the very end of nowhere. Oh, um, yeah. The, the Robert Pattinson, like, yeah. Michelle Williams or something. Um, or... I think it's the girl from Lost. Oh, what about that yeah, incredibly yeah. loud and incredibly close or yeah, whatever that, it is? Oh, yeah. I hated that Vulcan movie. It's even worse. Like, I love John McFashion. <laughs> everything is eliminated. It was brilliant. Uh, every, well, gotta be loud and whatever the fuck it is. That movie. <laughs> That's the official title. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. That movie was god awful. Oh fuck! I hate that. That was one that was totally winking to be. Hey, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do what we can to get this you know ring emotion from you rather than honestly trying to tell that. Um, which also pisses me off. When you're when you're feeling when when a movie is trying to get that reaction out of you. Well, again, we're with with like pay it forward, where you're like it just feels so artificial. Exactly. Even when the they did um, like Jackie, the movie on Jackie Kennedy, yeah. I, I didn't really like it. I thought it played too much on just like oh, her husband died, um, and it kind of undercut the message that it was trying to do in the end. Yeah. Um, felt like they could have done more with that. That was kind of well, dis- disappointing. I think if you look at something like The Queen, which um. You're, you're looking at, uh, this, I mean, again, different circumstances, but the, the death of a public figure and, and how it affected her and how it related to her. And, and she was still a very, and part of that was Helen Mirren, because fuck Helen Mirren. But, um, yeah. but she was such a three-dimensional, there was, there was a lot happening and it was very human. It was very, again, it, 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 it hit those buttons of humanity that I think are sometimes lacking in some of those movies. Yeah, and then like looking at my list here, like a lot of these movies, like often don't have that humanity yeah. or don't purpose. Or but is that making like less of a movie? Like something like that Gaspar Noah comes out with, you know, like irreversible. There's right. no entertainment value there besides yeah. just the way maybe it's told. Is that the but, one where they have like that 15 minute rape scene? Yeah, yep. with Monica Bellavucci. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that uh, I've only seen the movie once. It's like I'm, you know, a movie that I watch once. Like, all right, cool, I'm done. Yeah. Never need to see no, this again. Never need to see it again. Yeah, and that is there a weird entertainment value with like that or Antichrist or no, or or anything like like that? Where, well, that was a great movie, and I'm never gonna see this again. But I can't really recommend this, <laughs> you know. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, why do we go into, like, watches, like, Alice and I were watching Hereditary, and we had, yeah. she had me turn it off after the first act finished, um, which that's a really new movie, so I'm definitely not going to spoil no. where anything goes there. Uh, but she was like, it, it absolutely broke her, and she was crying, and we were, we were watching it, and then she's like, why would anyone make this? What do they expect to get out of this? And why are we subjecting ourselves to this? To and, mind fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Uh, I couldn't even tell you when I came out of her, Terry, if I liked it or not. I just felt like, well, shit. Well, that I'm still, yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm still not sure if I liked it or not, you know? <laughs> like, I still haven't picked up and watched Acts 2 and 3 on my own yet, uh, which I'm going to, but without the gut punch of everything that happens, knowing where everything goes, right. is it going to still feel the same? Or and it could be, you think that we're still able to find 
like we watch value out of it, you know. Like I've seen Antichrist a couple of times, watched it myself, and watched the commentary, and then I showed Allison because she actually wanted to watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> then it, it broke her a couple hours later. Like we were watching, I think we watched Alien, and I was about to go watch Prometheus, and then she just started crying and the kind of delayed reaction, but it was from the emotional experience of watching that. But it's a, it's a negative emotion. Are you emotion. sure it wasn't to avoid watching Prometheus? Well, I was going to see it by myself. It was it was night that it came out, so we didn't I, know how I cry was. anytime someone says we have to watch Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just, she was going to go to bed. I was going to watch it. But that's besides the point. <laughs> no, I mean, I, like, I, I, I think you're right. There are those movies that you're like, I've seen this. I don't need to see it again. Those are the August Underground movies for me. Yeah. I'm... I appreciate stuff like, you know, that is super gory, like that is like a piece of weird fucked up art. Never going to see it again, though. Yeah. I don't want to see something that literally looks like they crawled out of a serial killer's basement. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing with the Pocopsy tapes. Probably oh, never going to see that it's shit again. You know, you know what's funny? Forever. I watched it last year as part of 100 Days of Horror, and it had been so hyped. I was expecting something. And it's it's sort of sad that, like, 10 years later, because uh, what, it was, what, 2008 yeah, or so? Yeah. yeah. So about 10 years later when I finally saw it. Because there's been enough fucked up shit that's come out since then, I watched Poughkeepsie Tapes and I was like, yeah. I watched that again before Serbian you know. I mean, oh my god. I, mean, so I can't even watch it. I think that's, that comes to the point where Serbian Film sees on the lines like, we're just going to mess you up because we want to mess you up. Right? I, actual artistic I, That I've movie never, was just lame. I wanted to bleach my eyeballs. I, I can't, it's, that's one of the ones you can't unsee. There's movies that you can't unsee. That's a movie you can't unsee. And I wish I could. And for me, it doesn't quite cross that, and I don't think it's because it's necessarily because it's got a bad subject matter. I mean, like, but it's just like it feels like over the, the line, just like they just doing it just for attention. Yeah, it's, it's for like, and that's value, what that's yeah. why I'm really like, what's the difference in it? So shock value compared to it's like something like Serbian film of nasty for nasty sake, like the guinea pig films or the. Um, not, not those ones. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? Some dude thought at Crypticon. That I said I have a lot of guinea pigs. That I thought I had the movies. I'm like, bro, do you even? I'm wearing a guinea pig shirt. <laughs> what the fuck? Then you go to his Mondo Kane collection. Oh, I, I, I actually do have the Mondo Kanes. <laughs> the Mondo Kane, I don't pronounce that. I've seen a couple of them here and there. I thought it was Mondo Kane at the first time, and I'm like, mm. I don't remember them making something about Kane, the wrestler. <laughs> Mondo Kane! Fire. Uh, but like stuff between that or um, Face of Death, that's what I was trying to think. Face of Death loses its fucking value knowing that half that yeah. shit's fake. Yeah. And the stuff that isn't isn't really much. Lame. Audition. Yes, that's a fun one. That's one that I saw and I'm like, cool. I'm good. Uh, now, question going into that, did you know that's where it was going? I knew, did... not fully. Wait, no. is Audition the one where. He gets kidnapped, and she, like, cuts his leg off with piano wire. It's slightly red. And then, like, I think she vomits in a dog bowl at one point. Some of those details are correct. Okay, <laughs> so I've seen it. It didn't make that much of an impact on me then. Yeah, that's funny about to show that one to Allison, too, where she actually asked to watch that as well, because she thought it was a different movie than it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through, so like, she likes to read fucked up things. Like, yeah. she loves reading fucked up things more than she does now. Uh, okay. Now her tolerance is a little lower. But she also seeked out a couple of the movies that went to that. So especially when they were in my collection, she's like, oh, yeah, let's watch these. So someone 
at some point told her in the past she needed to watch Audition. Forgot why. And then so she's like, can we watch the audition? I'm like, okay. So I put audition in. We're watching it. And she's like, I don't see what. Oh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> when the bag moved. And she's like, okay, I yeah. see where this is going now. And then the turn happens. And yeah. I'm like old boy, too. That's yeah. another one where, like, like. We watched that together. I, again, I thought it was a very well done film. But, like, I watched that once. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to revisit this that one. That hallway fight is one of the best fights of it's, all time. It's amazing. But there's just some stuff in it that I'm the actually weirdly the thing that gets me the most is probably where he eats the uh is it the octopus or the squid? He eats the, yeah, he because because he really is eating a live sea creature at that point. Um, and that I don't know why that's the thing that like really messes with me, but that messes with me. Um, if we're talking about animal death, obviously cannibal holocaust. It seems to come up oddly yes. enough in all of our podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's just like, you know, if you yeah. listen to bonus material and Langley brings up uh, King Kong once per episode, somehow <laughs> we bring up cannibal holocaust once per and, episode. And Jason Momoa. And Jason. Justice for Ben Kramer. One that got me that I wasn't expecting was The Wailing. Oh, yeah. uh, the. Is I that... was. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was fine until the last like 30 minutes that got uncomfortably tense, partially because there's nothing like it's 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 the most drawn out just happening in real time sequence. And I don't know if it was just I watched on an airplane and my airplane landed and I turned my phone on and Carrie Fisher had died. And it was just like, I think maybe one some, thing it was one thing after another and I almost started bawling on the airplane because it was too many things. And We jinxed that shit with Carrie Fisher though. Everybody's like, oh yeah, 2016 can't get her. 2016 got her. Yeah. Like people were making like celebration comics. I'm like, she just had a massive heart attack. Don't yeah. do that. You are going to jinx her. Yeah. Then get her and uh, every round right after. The whaling. Oh, I thought that was... One of those documentaries about the Japanese whalers. Oh, like Blackfish. I've seen those, yeah. and those are fucked up. Oh, yeah. Blackfish. Oh, no, Blackfish is about SeaWorld, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, but there is one about documentary about, yeah. I watched around saying I watch Blackfish. Uh, it was kind of a thing for a little bit. Dude, SeaWorld's fucked up. SeaWorld is fucked up. No, I did a double weekend where I saw The Act of Killing and then Blackfish. Oh, and, oh yeah. And I did, then I wanted to just die. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to not What's The Act of anymore. Killing and then the, the, where the Something of Silence is the, the sequel? Yeah, I haven't watched the sequel yet because. The Look of Silence, yeah. Uh, the first one was hard. Yeah, that's watch. one of those documentaries that, yeah, you, it's important to watch it. It's important but, to watch it, but it's hard to watch. Yeah, the, it makes you feel angry, it makes you feel empty. Yeah, it's, it's the film you're talking about, it makes you feel empty, it makes you feel like the world is an awful place. Yeah. And for things like this to happen, like I watched um, First to Kill My Father, which is a oh, non-documentary, yeah. but ish, uh, from last year, based upon the memoir um, that Netflix put out last year yeah. about the Cambodian killings. Oh, mm -hmm. Kumar Rose, right? Yeah. Um, anything on the Holocaust. Oh, oh, yeah, Schindler's List. God. It's, it's another one where it's like, it's a fantastic film. But how many times in your life you're like, you know what movie is going to just lift my spirits right now? No, it's not. You have to take the time to watch it and things like, there's things that we have, Alice and I have on our to-watch list. Yeah. TV shows, movies, uh, that we have to be, I can sit down and watch anything at any point. I'll just be fine. But 
she has to be in the right mindset, which why we haven't finished Handmaid's Tale. We watched the, oh, yeah. it's a great book, great book, one of my favorite books. Book. We watched three episodes because the episodes just make us so angry yeah. that we have to be in the mindset to even our, but even like more lighter things, of course you say this isn't really particularly light, but the new haunting television show. Like I'm like, oh, once the next episode of the haunting, she's like, ah, no, I don't want to feel like feeling like my night destroyed, <laughs> which is what we were waiting for for Hereditary for her to sit down and be the right mood. Yeah. Uh, which obviously we didn't make it through. No, I'm, I'm with her. I have to be in the right mood for a lot of things, uh, and if I'm not, or if it's, um, yeah, like I haven't been able to watch the Handmaid's Tale. Because of everything that's happening in the country right now, yeah. I'm like, I'm too worried we're going to start living it. Yeah, that's kind of why I didn't watch it. Yeah. I feel like that's porn for Mike Pence. Yeah, no, I, it, uh, but it's, I mean, you know, I love the Mother book. loves it. That was the weirdest shit. I'm like, wait, what? When I found that out for the first time, I'm like, what the uh, fuck? animals too i i get i'm very sensitive to things with animals which again is why i like uh blackfish just got it yeah i won't watch american horror story cult because i know a guinea pig dies uh, won't watch the whole what stopped after one episode uh, seems like a good show won't support guinea pigs dying that's my one thing like i can, I can watch literally pretty much anything you should kill a guinea pig you know mentioned a couple filmmakers that continually that's kind of their their practice, uh, yeah, Robert Wentrier, Gaspar Noah. But I want to actually bring up uh, one that two of his movies, uh, three, depending on how you look at it. Uh, okay, maybe maybe more than three. Um, but um, Darren Ar- Darren Aronofsky. Oh. Uh, Mother last year. Fuck that movie. That. Fuck that movie. Let it die. I hated it. I hated it so much. Sorry. Yeah, we're Because of its plot, or was it just because it was a shitty movie? Uh, all of the above. Okay. I thought I I thought first of all that he was just masturbating all over the screen. Second of all, fuck that movie. Third of all, <laughs> no, I thought it was awful. I hated it so much. I liked it in the sense that I really viewed it as a very very weird retelling of the Bible. See, and I I think some of it is that it hit me. Because there were some things with my marriage that that sort of brought up, which is why, like, I I spent the entire movie just wanting to scream. Um, no, I loved it, but I also understand that, like, you just, you want to yell out for her. And... It it made me so mad. I don't. It's possible it's a good movie. I can't objectively look at it because I don't think I've ever had a movie outside of a documentary make me as angry as that movie but it's still got uh, emotional connection from it yes not in a way that um, way i wanted to burn the yes. theater down <laughs> like i hadn't felt rage like that in a real long time so that was good which is better than like watching it like says nothing <laughs> you know i would have been okay yeah. not feeling the rage i felt I watching that, that yeah. movie like it's rare that i actually felt like i wanted to leave a movie theater and i wanted to leave the movie theater but i was there with a friend so i was gonna yeah. do that and then outside of mother then we have uh requiem for a dream which uh, I don't. I've never seen that one. Descends in, into nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. I mean, descends into pure darkness for everyone. And I recently read the book um, from the from the late seventies. I think it came out, uh, which is even more worse reading it because you get more. Yeah, as you talked about earlier, book has more of a chance to jump into you. 
Um, yeah. Black Swan? Black that... Swan, yes. Yeah. So the other one I was thinking is like, is that kind of telling the line? Well, because what's funny for me is that I like, Black Swan is probably what I like most out of all of them, and which is also the one for me that's rewatchable. It's, I really enjoyed it, and it didn't. Because it has those fucked up moments, but it's not like the entire film is. It's, yeah, fucked. and it's weirdly like, even at the ending, there's a weird joy in it. Absolutely. That is missing from a lot of his other movies. Um, like it's, it's, even though there's something kind of dark happening, it still, it doesn't feel bleak. Yeah, you still walk out entertained and like, that was a great story, that was a great movie, compared to, you know, something else like Wrecking for Dream Brother where you're just, it's negative emotions. You still yeah. come out to black, black one like, oh, that was great. Yeah, I know what's next, you know, compared to, I'm gonna go bleach my eyes. Or just, I, it made me, again, it made me angry. And dude, Michelle Pfeiffer is like the worst house guest in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going back to Mother, yeah. Yeah, going back to Mother, I mean, like, she's like the kind of person who, like, takes a crap in the top of the toilet, and when you flush, it comes out. <laughs> that, that That's her whole character in that movie. <laughs> I like that way of looking at it. Yes. She, she's the kind of person who goes through your bread and then, like, you know, it's like grabs it with her hands and then picks out, like, the best piece and then just drops the other loaf on the floor <laughs> just to be a dick. But, but then says, oh, you should have got Florence instead. Yes. Why'd you get the store brand? I mean, store brand bread, that's good shit. Yeah, that's not good. But that's, that's important. Um, the uh, a film which uh, it, that also based upon a book that I uh, really love that we talked about Tilda earlier was We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, see, and I loved that movie. And even though it's not, it's not a movie I'd watch like every day of the week, because why? But it. I gotta look it up. Um, like I recommend that one. It's one I'd I'd be fine watching again. Um, partially because the performances are so good. Yeah, Tilda's great. Ezra Miller is fantastic. John C. Riley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone is beautiful across the board. Like Tilda's. Wonderful and everything. Yeah, of course. She's just sure. She's my favorite actress easily. She's my favorite actor. Anyone. She's my favorite performer. It's it's still alive. Uh, sorry, Vincent. Um, but the yeah, that movie also the sense where you see where it, where it's heading. Himself. Even if you if you don't know where it's going, it's like a gut punch. If you see where it's heading, it's it's sometimes even worse. I read the book after watching the movie. Um, and it's told. In, what's great about that book compared to the movie is told in two different ways. Yeah. So you can get as much out of the either one without knowing what happens, um, and still get everything to still affect you in the same way. I read about it. That sounds fucked up. Yeah, I can learn it to you if you want. It's one. Well, it's one of those ones too that I mean, it's there's something to be said for the performances where you can. I mean, like you feel horrible for her. Yeah. Um. Because she's in a situation she didn't want to be in as a mother. Like, she didn't want to be a mother, and she became one, and... And it was clearly shoved into the role as much as she tried to get out of it. Yes. And 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 you, you do start to wonder then, with everything that then happens, nature and nurture. Yeah. Um, but his performance is so good, too, where it's... I don't want to say you have sympathy for him, because... Of what he did, yes. Because but, of what he did, it becomes hard to, but 
we all see you see it from her point of view, like holy. So you don't know how yeah. worth the action happens no matter how you look at it. But of how Kevin is, how much of that is her, and how much of that her putting it on to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it actually makes me think about I I, I just wrote a book uh, about Ted Bundy, and it it talked about the conversation he had with his mother on the phone before he was executed. And uh, stuff like that, where you're, you're again, where anytime you're looking at the human side of someone who does horrific things. My dad's ex-wife actually knew Ted Bundy, and he signed her yearbook. <laughs> you had it was a before or after the killings? Mm-hmm. Did, did she know what he did was when in, he asked? Was in law school with him. Oh. And she knew him both before and after, and has some friends. Sorry, what did you say about Ted Bundy, Papa? Just kind of. Oh, I was saying like. When he signed it, was just like, "Cool, you're a killer. Can you sign this?" <laughs> I knew you, and this is so oh, happened. Then the, like, it oh, was, you did this. It was when they were they were friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he was local. Yeah. Local Tacoma. He went to Wilson. Mm-hmm. Wilson in Tacoma. Um. My sister used to live like a block away from that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gary Ridgeway, not not Gary Ridgeway. Um, wait, is yeah, yeah, Ridgeway's Ridge, Ridge, Man, yeah, Gary Ridgeway's worst crime. Was putting Dave Reichert in the fucking house for twelve years. That, that, that was the sheriff who caught him. That oh, asshole. Okay. And he no, became a GOP. I was saying that mm. Gary Ridgeway was uh, active yeah. around the Crypticon Hotel, which is yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. So he's pointing the do a, you know, do a he, con, uh, panel on him, like outside. See that corner? He killed a bunch of prostitutes. Killed a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but we know of, or did he did he cop to all? Well, yes and no. Yes and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But it wasn't killer something or something uh, upcoming list, right? We'll talk about that at some point. Um, and is there to say something about movies where we know that nothing positive is going to come out of that we're watching as things get worse and worse, and we know it's not going to end in a positive manner, that we still get something out of it? Where I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I was thinking about when I was thinking about uh, the, Steve, the adaptation of Stephen King's 1922, where he's digging that hole, digging that hole, Digging that hole, uh, is there perverse enjoyment, perhaps in some some of the cases like you fucked up and now we're watching you reap what you sowed. I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know that, and I'm not familiar. With, I mean, I haven't watched it yeah. or read the story specifically that you're talking about. Um, I don't know that I personally get enjoyment out of watching things just get worse. Uh, I, again, part of what will appeal to me about some of these movies versus not is the the the, the emotional. The, it's something that you can relate to, or something that tugs at you enough, or again creates that emotional response where you feel the connection, uh, versus just feeling like emotion porn. Yeah. Which a lot of I think a lot of this stuff can turn. Doing it for the sake of of doing it. Doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it, and and that's when. Personally, you lose me yeah. um, because it, it becomes hollow. Yeah, it's a, it's a different genre, different type of thing. That's why, like, Allison and I quit uh, Orange is the New Black in season four, yeah. where it was just, we thought at that point it's just misery porn. Of, mm-hmm. Like, they're just throwing everything at these women. What started out as a comedic drama, definitely more drama than it's comedy, but there's still comedic moments. By the time you get to season four and make her stay on the table forever, I was like, all right, there's nothing positive anymore. This is just. What nasty things are gonna happen in the next? You know? The Walking Dead has become that a little bit. 
Yeah, I quit that season five. So. I, I keep watching it. Again, may, oh, maybe this is proving the point because there is some sadistic part of me that's like, why can't I quit this? Even though you just feel like you're slowly watching everyone die and you get attached to people and then they die. Uh, for largely, that's kind of the point of The Walking Dead, though, because of the world that they are in. Is that, I mean, like. The problem is, is that you stop, you start running out of characters, then, like, I stop getting invested in characters because they're just going to die. And you stop caring, which is where, I mean, their viewership is showing that. Like, I get that, yes, we're creating this bleak world, zombies, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you are still making a TV show. Yeah, and if, and if you, you make things positive, well, and they you don't have anymore. kept up a good, solid group of characters alive for many seasons. They're running they, out of them. But they really can't keep them happy though, because if you find a safe location that you're there, and there's only, no more drama. And they've only got like two of their original cast members left. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Carol and Daryl. Carol and oh, Daryl. Although Rick is, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the episode. Still hanging around with Rick. Yeah, he's off the Yeah, this is spoilers to you. The way that AMC has been talking about this. Dude, AMC fucked up on that because Rick and Carl should still be alive. But Spoilers. Well, but but the re, I mean, but Rick specifically, it was because Andrew Lincoln is British and his family lives in the UK. And he was sick of being in the United States for like 10 months out of the year. Yeah. So yeah, the George <laughs> Which, I mean, but I, like, it's not the first time it happened. Uh, the Wire with, uh, what's his butt? Uh, McNulty. Yeah, he, he did a reduced schedule and was phased out because he was also British and wanted to be back with his family more. So the agreement that he came up with with AMC um, is to do these movies where he'll be here for two months out of the year filming these movies. Um, so, like, I get it. I get why he left, but then they knew this is something they've been talking about for seasons. So, yeah, so then kill Carl and then have him fake die, uh, I think was a mistake. I, they never should have killed Carl. That was no. a, that was a big mistake. Um, I really don't think they should have killed Abraham. I think they oh, should have just yeah. kept. They should have just kept it at Glenn. Because, I mean, it wasn't surprising, especially after they pulled that shit with the fucking I, cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was awful. I do, I do like who the Gaffer Negan though. I, 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 I like the portrayal. I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I wish, I hope they do more with him that they're doing in the comics now. I think the plan is with Andrew Lincoln gone and with uh, what's her butt Maggie's leaving too. Pretty much. Or is gone too now. Reduce schedule. Reduce schedule, and so. And you, I like Michonne is amazing. Like I will, I'm happy that that her role is getting beefier because she deserves it. And she's a great character. But um, I think the intention is to have Negan become a more prominent figure, partially because, again, you've got a great actor uh, in the part. But I think their viewership is really suffering, and I think part of it's swinging it back around to our actual topic. Yep, fuck. It, sorry, sorry that right. we're on a Walking Dead tangent, but it's, it, I think it's telling. It's, it's that people need... If you're watching a movie, it's two hours out of your life, and you can never watch it again if it's really that bad. If you're sticking with a show, <coughs> if it's just misery all the time, if there's no light at the end of the tunnel, at some point in time, people are going to get tired of it because it's too much. And I think it's telling in the world that we're living in now that a lot of the things that have become successful at the box office, successful on TV, 
is we're seeing that swing into some fluffier stuff because we need it. It's, yeah, the it's world a is a dark time right it's now. It's a dark time. And we have this saturation of dark shows and movies because there was, the, we went through this, you know, the dark DC period. Well, DC story. <laughs> that's, that's where they live. But like, I, I haven't been able to rewatch the new Avengers. It bums me out too much. And it's like, I, I know that half the characters are going to be fine because they have movies in the works. But it's still like, there's just so much shit now. Sometimes you just want, it's why I like Spider-Man Homecoming so much. It was cute. It was sweet. It was heartfelt. And it was fluffy, you know, for 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 better or worse. It, it wasn't um, this. It wasn't music. the Dark Knight. <laughs> it wasn't the Dark Knight because it's just sometimes you're like, fuck, man, this is too much. I want to watch a dumb movie or I just want to watch something where I know it's going to be a happy ending because my God, I don't know if our life is going to be a happy ending right now. I don't know if our country is going to have a happy ending. So no, I don't want to watch The Handmaid's Tale. Anyway. Wait for everything to be finished and then, yeah. then we can watch it when it's done and everything happy. When I know that our country is not <laughs> going to become The Handmaid's Tale, I will feel okay watching it. Now what about movies that are just mean? Just horrible, mean, gross not my cup of tea. Wait, um, 2000s Grinch? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> First of all, that is the Grinch that is in the Grinch porno, so I'll have you not do that. Um, hashtag Grinch stick. Um, so, <laughs> the movies I want to bring up, they're mean and hateful and just horrible, are the new flock of religious films that are coming mm. out. Your God's Not Dead's. Uh, and of course... Your Trump propaganda or conservative propaganda that are made by your Dinesh D'Souza's and then conservative porn. Conservative porn. The most horrible, hateful movies ever. Um, or at least that I've encountered. I mean, shit. I mean, August Underground is a nicer watch than some of the God's Night Dead movies. Like, dude, I like to know, like, the, the reason I don't watch those is I'd get the same response that, that Kim got out of Mother. I just get so fucking yeah. angry. Yeah, no, I, 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 to me, and, and to be, I, I've never seen any of them because I know I will not, I will punch a wall. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't. Hillary's America was one of the first movies I almost left. And I didn't, I didn't. I, I watched it with Carolyn two years ago in a theater. We didn't leave. And then Death of a Nation I was excited for <laughs> because... It's interesting to see how somebody can twist the world to where somehow Democrats are the real racists, uh, and somehow we're, uh, if you're a progressive, you are a Nazi. Trump is practically Abraham Lincoln, uh, and he's fighting against these evil forces that happen to have brown people in them that want to take down the world. Even talking about this is pissing me off. They're nasty. They're just mean. They're, they're not made to persuade anybody. They're not made to say, this is my genuine side. They're made to rile up that angry, yeah. hateful, old white guy. And see, oh, because it's Janice DeSalza doing it, and he's a, he happens to be from India. See, that guy's a different color, and he hates the liberals too, so I'm not a racist. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just the same dummy-crats. It's the same shit. It's two um, evangelists' um, daughters, and, uh, and this white guy funded them because they happen to be black. And they're only doing it to make money. Everybody knows it's a it's a money thing because 
white people love black conservatives because it makes them not feel racist. Right. You know, it's look at my black friend. He says that the liberals and the bad and the Democrats are a new plantation. By the way, black people, if you vote Democrat, you apparently are belonging to your new slave masters who are according the liberals. According to D'Souza, according to the left wing or the or not the left wing, the right wing media. Those movies are just terrible. And then the God's Not Dead ones are that for, for religious films. You know, if anybody who isn't a Christian is hateful and mean and horrible, um, you know, like in the first God's Not Dead, the atheist is just this immoral douche who dumps somebody for having cancer. Uh, the Muslim beats his daughter when he finds out she became a Christian uh, and literally throws her from the house. Um, you know, the, the, the atheist professor is just this massive dick and he, his whole life falls apart. He gets run over by a car. And at the, <laughs> literally at the Sorry. end of this movie, the motherfucker gets run over. Uh, and there are two street priesters who pretty much forcibly convert him to Christianity. And then when he dies, he's not cold. He's dead. You know, he's not even cold. Like, his body is still there. And they're like, this is a reason to celebrate. <laughs> And then, you know, the second one's not much better, where it's that victimization where, oh, the Christians, they are the most persecuted. They're Every the time most... someone says that, I just laugh. Because somebody I says, laugh. literally the entire... And Ray Wise isn't God not, yes. not dead, too. Ray Wise. Ray Wise. He's the evil ACLU lawyer who practically, like, literally in one scene, we're going to prove that God is dead. And he just, like, does this, like... Horrible devil smile. Wait, wait, Ray Wise is the devil? No. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to regret asking this question. Is there There's an argument being made that God is dead? This is the premise of this movie? Oh, no. They just want you to think that liberals and all other religions are trying to stop you from celebrating Christianity. Doesn't God's not dead? Last out some courage since we're in Christmas time. Uh, that is a whole war on Christmas movie where why don't we celebrate Christmas like we used to? It's like, get fucked. We celebrate Christmas. People say Merry Christmas. They, they like, make... I'm not a religious person. I say Merry Christmas. I enjoy the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'll say Merry Christmas. I'll say Happy Holidays. No uh, and if really somebody's cares. a dick to me, I'll be like, I'm Jewish. What are you going to say about that? And then that will shut them the fuck up. One of these days I need to watch Saving Christmas. I hear this. Oh my god. But it's doesn't isn't that the one that like redoes like the pagan traditions and tries to rewrite them yes. as Christian traditions? So, but they're not. Saving Christmas basically is the Dinesh Dessauza movies of those. Is they try to rewrite history or cherry pick it. So um, the Christmas tree, that's Christian now. Um, my favorite thing is that he tries to equate presence under the tree to the skyline of a new Jerusalem. That's why you need to buy presents. Kirk Cameron's fucking crazy. Oh, and it's, it's amazing. a fucking Kirk Cameron yeah, it's a Kirk, oh, Kirk Cameron's Cameron. saving Christmas. Fuck him. He's it's one like him on the cover with a giant candy cane. You know? <laughs> and, and again, it's... I could punch him in the balls, I would. That movie's not directly hateful, it's just insane. But like, uh, Fireproof was hateful. That was another Kirk Cameron movie. But he's a hateful human being. Oh, God. Like, if anyone deserved to be punched in the balls, it would be him. And then there was, uh, you know, there's Old Fashioned at War Room, which are just basically, women can just sit down and submit to their husbands, and they just need to do this and do that. And there's this dude who's like this fucking, like, serial killer light in the Old Fashioned one. He's supposed to be the Christian, Christian girl. He won't go inside the room. Yes, he (laughs) won't be inside alone with a woman. 
because he made a pants. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'm like, and I'm thinking that through the whole movie, and I, I sit through this stuff. And I do it, I suppose, because it's interesting to see that somebody can warp their view of the world so much to the point where they believe, you know, anything with Kevin Sorbo. Oh, yeah. I can't watch her movies now because of this. Let There Be Light came out. That was Sean fucking Hannity is in that movie. Oh, yeah. He's the executive producer. Oh. Uh, and it's one of those atheist conversion flicks where he had a late, uh, near-death experience and now he's now he's born again and he's, he's just this fucking tool the rest of the movie. What's funny about this near-death experience is like the kid from uh, the... Which is the one where the the kid had the near death experience when he was a kid and then oh. converted and heaven is for real. Heaven is for real. Yeah, like that. The the kid from that's like, yeah, I probably just like he's an adult now. I, I think I read somewhere he's like, yeah, I probably just had a uh, weird brain thing and I wish you wouldn't tell the story because I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like no, we're running with this. We're running with this. Oh yeah. Well, it, he's it, like, no, please. I was an idiot. My parents exploited me. You know, and that's just a pretty much the name of the game is they'll take anything. They can't try to twist it to their world. They'll build the star, straw man and try and knock him over. Exactly. And that's why I can't watch yeah, those. Yeah. That is, and this for some reason, that's way. why I enjoy them. It's just seeing, like, the interesting... I mean, the entire crux of that Dummy Kratz movie, I've seen part of it now online, um, is they go to these liberal districts and they find people who are homeless. And they're like, that's your fault, Nancy Pelosi. I'm like... Uh, last I checked, it was Reagan who kicked everyone out of the... <laughs> Posting all the damn things. Man, fuck Ronald Reagan. And he's fuck like Ronald a Reagan. deity in those movies. Like he's like the pictures of him in the back on some of these movies. Because you know it's 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 the Republicans who cut you know all the care uh, yeah. support services. Um, yeah, anyway, but that's my <laughs> yes. that's kind of my corner of the movies that you watch to feel bad. I know I'm gonna feel bad. I know I'm gonna hate it. I go see it, and that's my weird corner of the film. <laughs> I got a collection. I own Old Fashioned, God's Not Dead, God's Not Dead 2, God's Not Dead 3, which is the least hateful of them. Um, I don't own the Dinesh Dessauza movies, although I wouldn't be adverse to buying them uh, from like half-price books yeah, where he doesn't get the money. Yeah, yeah I, I, it, it's up there with, I mean, again, with like Johnny Depp or like the Jeepers Creepers dude or whatever. Like, I, yeah, I bought the Jeepers Creepers disc, but I bought them used. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I waited until it aired on Sci-Fi, and then I could barely make it through it because the latest one is terrible. So bad. Uh, but no, I don't support any of the money going to them. I do my very best to. I think the only thing I bought directly from a like distributor um, was was Dummy Crats. And that's because it's not available anywhere else. And then it always offset because I donated to five Senate candidates, three of which lost. Oh, <laughs> motherfuckers. Four if Bill Nelson loses. Don't lose, you old fucker. I don't want to be 80% loss. <laughs> but thank you. in a similar way of going about things, uh, slightly not completely on top, but still makes you feel nauseous or weird. Um, I know Kim has something she wanted to talk about, but I'm going to bring in mine real fast. Um, there's something about certain film stocks or weird makeups that make me feel weird. Like a lot of Italian horror, mm. like technically like I'm watching it's great, but some certain makeups or like really bad film stock, I don't know about it, makes things look particularly nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this almost like have that 
Yo, this stomach turning reaction at some of the, the some zombie of the makeup. movies in general. So, yeah, particularly Yay. like something about this, the coloring and this exactly the way the look. Nothing really of the particular thing. Like we know it's cheesy. So some some speaks, everything goes away. There's like no tension. There's nothing. Feel like if it ends like yeah, it was fun. Like bigger around or or what have you. But something about certain makeup shots and just the way it's filmed is like, ugh. like I feel kind of the same way about a lot of like. Whatever film stock that uh, Jordanowski used for like Santa Sangra and uh, uh, Holy Mountain and El Topo, it's like it just feels like a dirty filming. <laughs> it yeah. feels like there's like dirt on like in you when you watch it. Yeah. Like, even if the the content is, of course, for Jordanowski, like the content is there to match, but something is about like the way it's filmed is just like. I don't feel well. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how I felt with like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Um, yeah, that's, that's a grimy, like, yeah. nasty yeah. movie. Yeah, eight millimeters. Or like Maniac too. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's just, it's just the way. Yeah, it's just seventies, eighties way of filming things that was like for really cheap. Just kind of, it's dirty. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw has. Uh, it it feels very pretty. Um, they little... look like they're legitimately being chased by a giant guy with a chainsaw <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. That, that just looks real. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, some of it is. Um, I know, like, where she cuts her finger, that's <laughs> that's real. <laughs> Toby Hooper was good at torturing his people on screen. Yeah. Uh, he gets good reactions? I don't know. Um... For, uh, Bob and I were talking a little bit about this uh, before we started. I really have a hard time with the TV show Extras. You know, I should go somewhere else. Though. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? I was your base comes up. This is not this is a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 the. I mean, again, being part of the entertainment industry, like I've been on sets where I'm like, yeah, that's what it's like, and it it depresses me so much. I can watch an episode and I it I find it really depressing, um, and it's a well done show. It it's funny, but it severely depresses me, and it, I I have a really hard time watching it. Uh, and it, it's yeah yeah I have a really hard time watching that show. In my notes, I wrote under like not quite a topic was cringe comedy. Yeah. Where I think extras falls into, right? Mostly. I've only seen one episode, but it's of like people doing anything you're not supposed to do and you feel like nasty, bad for everyone around them. Um, like, not, not quite the level that like the office, the British office had with those moments where you're just like, oh. Uh, but uh, yes, but there, there was also just this, I mean, again, this kind of despair that. <laughs> It was wrapped around so much of it that it was just hard to watch uh, and not pleasant to watch. Um, In a way that they'll never be famous that they want to be or that there's bad at what they're doing? No, I mean... I haven't I mean, really seen too much into it, so I'm just trying to determine um, exactly what was, what was weird about it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, again, it, it, it hits too close to home. It's, it's another one where it's too good at what it's doing because you're like... Yep, I've been there, and man, it fucking sucks. And yeah, they're the just that you you're treading water, that you're never getting any further. That it's um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things that is just like you identify too much with it in a way that's not pleasant. I was saying in regards to like uh, cringe comedy is that uh, 
as much as I love The Office US version, I like the UK one too. But every time we do a rewatch, Alice and I always skip uh, my, uh, Scott's Thoughts. Because I always skip that too. I can't it's watch just, it. It's too, it's too nasty. It's too it's, much. It's just for the point where it goes fast. Like, okay, it's, he's a bad boss. He's like, kind of oblivious to this is painful. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, and there's a few movies I feel like I do that now that I've watched them enough times. I know the parts that I want to skip because the cringe gets too much. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to fast forward to this part because I don't want to have to watch it again. And so you just skip through any of the parts that become a little bit too much to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have much to add on that. I like cringe comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I love cringe comedy, but sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, sometimes it's too much. <laughs> I, I will say it's not. I, I like the American office. The British office I watched, I don't want to watch it again. Because it's again the cringe comedy is too much. It's too uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but like in the case of like Scott's Tots versus like the rest of the show is that's in their little circle and occasionally a person from outside. That one is, is people's lives are ruined. Yeah. Because of something he did ten years ago that's yeah. completely on him. It's an outside force. Okay, I don't know what you're referring to. What happened? Uh, so it turns I got out it that um, Michael Scott, the yeah, the main character of the officer, he uh he told all these kids uh, in like a uh, more poverty area school of um, Scranton that they would be able to go to college on him if they all had straight A's. If they all graduated. If they all graduated, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just basically graduating, he was going to pay for college, but he didn't plan accordingly, so he has no money. So Scott's continuing, Mike, Michael's continuing grow. So now he has still... it's like, this, you know, 20-something kids. Yeah. You know, nobody, unless you're Bill Gates or, you know, I mean... Yeah. So he tells all these kids that oh, I can't afford your college. So they all did this work, and he fucked up. So they're not getting it. Um, so it's just painful to watch. There's nothing funny about it. No, that does sound pretty fucked up. I'll, I'll say that. Like I, I typically try not to skip stuff. You know, there are a few things that you know, I will, but I, I sometimes I revel in that cringe too much sometimes. Which uh. Kind of got, brings us back to like the films of like dark comedies that have cringy elements, like the Todd Slons movies, like Happiness, yeah. uh, Wiener Dog, Welcome to the Dollhouse, are all incredibly dark comedies of this kind of enjoying the nastiness, but yeah. they're kind of meant to get that. We also meant to like laugh at and with them in many ways. So, kind of like John Waters too. Yeah, yeah we're like gonna John Waters see. kind of slides in that. Yeah, yeah with like um, Pink Flamingos, yeah. Email Trouble. Yeah. I mean, any movie where somebody eats fresh dog poop. Yeah, like that's a scene I skip past every time I watch Big Flamingos, which is kind of rare anyway. <laughs> but that's, yeah, there's a, there's a nastiness, and also it's part of the film stock in many ways. <laughs> but when you get to his later stuff, it's still kind of like aiming at, aiming that, even like stuff like uh, Dirty Shame or Cecil Be Demented. It's meant to elicit that reaction, but still make you laugh and have a good time, which is slightly different, but also some people don't, you know, don't go for dark comedy. Um, other things, I guess, in my notes here, um, we talked about directors and have that, that string of, uh, of uh, depravity, I guess. But actually, I was saying about, like, there's one actor I have in here who releases a bunch of these type movies is Ryan Gosling. As much as he's in, like, his big A-list movies, there's also, like, The Place Beyond the Pines, Blue Valentine, which is super in this end. Uh, parts of Drive, which also reads into um, other parts of uh, Nicholas Raffin, like Neon Demon. Only God forgets. Mm. Also has. Uh, was he in Nightcrawler? No, that was Jake. That was Jake. Yeah. I love Nightcrawler. That's an amazing movie. That's I like my favorite it. movie of that year. 
I love my car. I didn't like drive. I think you were too. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Nightcrawler is tragically underseen, and that's also that's fantastic. Yeah, movie. also gets in there where there's no real total enjoyment, but there is reveling in his nastiness. But we brought up like the road earlier, and it's like it's McCarthy generally. Um, he does. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his work hasn't been adapted for film, but some of it has. But like uh, because his his work is hard to adapt. Yeah, James Franco. James Franco tried a couple times with Child of God and something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. What about um, those nuclear destruction films? What, like Day After and uh, Day After Threads on the Beach, where like Threads is probably the worst of those. Where it's like a docudrama type deal where you see really what happens after a nuclear war where there's nothing and people starve and people die and people burn to death and people get radiation sickness and they die and people die in the blast and then they die and then they die again and then they die a third time and then people die and then they, they, <laughs> people they die people keep, die the day after or threats and then they and they just keep dying uh and then it's just misery for everyone like the end of threads spoilers for an 80s um, docudrama from the UK is literally this this character who was born post-war and has no attachment to anything because you know there's really no, no time for that anymore. They've got to keep moving. They've got to keep uh, you know the farming going. They've got to keep trying to survive. And she gets pregnant, uh, and then she gives birth, and it's just you know it's a stillbirth. And then you don't even see her reaction. You just see her horrified face when she gives birth in this horrible makeshift hospital in a destroyed building and they're not even speaking full english anymore it's like this broken dialect and there's crime and lawlessness and it just looks so dirty and grimy and you get to see it kind of you get to see the immediate aftermath too it's like you know you see the you know rescue workers catching on fire and dying or the uh, you know the the whole council that they've you know gathered to try to save the area suffocate and just nothing good happens in it it's hit after hit after hit after hit you know, on the beach is kind of a similar thing. Uh, that's one where, well, we wipe each other out, and the only place alive is Australia. But the radiation's creeping in. They are going to die. They know they're going to die. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no. There's no hope. The only hope they have is dash pretty quickly. They know they're going to die. They know. So it's either cyanide pill, or do you wait for the radiation, or do you try to go underground? And it's. Fucked up. You live yeah. to make it fall out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those. But I have seen the day after. Um, That's a dark ass movie yeah. too. <laughs> I get that played on TV in the, like '83 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Jason Roberts and you know the the cast of thousands that they would always put on TV movies back then. Uh, that's incredibly disturbing movie that just kind of yeah you know, gets under your skin and then peels it off because you're irradiated. It's yeah. true. I mean, <laughs> like, um, and then they were like, there's a hospital scene in Threads where you sh- where you see medicine's gone. It's just you know it's this medieval shit where they're like like cutting people's limbs off with no anesthetic and you know basic medical care. You know people are are dying because you know they can't get their medicines. You know people are dying because the doctors just don't have the stuff and there's blood everywhere. And it's just horrible dark bleak movie like i watched it and i just sat there because you know i mean because in the end you know it's not going to be fallout if we ever did start nuking each other it would be everybody's dead yeah you would be lucky even if threats happened 
you see, you know, the odds are the radiation will kill you, kill everybody, kill everything. And this has been Cody's further just ranch about just misery and death. Which is this whole episode is about misery, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else much more on my list besides just throwing out um, uh, Before the Devil Does Your Dead, uh, which kind of goes in that you do a bad thing and just every all the misery heaps upon you. Never um, seen it, but now i got to look it up because I like uh, it. Hounds of Love, a uh, serial killer movie from last year. Uh, based upon Australian serial killers who mm. kidnap a girl and yeah. they they bring people in and then they kind of the, um, indoctrinate them into their life and then they kill them. Um, this one goes a little bit wrong, which actually made me think of something I didn't have on my list. Uh, but uh, Prisoners from uh, with Hugh Jackman mm, from a couple years uh, ago. From a couple years mm. ago from um, Denis Villeneuve. I can't remember. <laughs> Who made Arrival in Blade Runner 2049, uh, currently working on Dune, um, which actually we'll look forward to his Dune. I think he'd actually do a good job. Um, but that movie also just starts out bad with the kidnappings, and this gets worse and worse. Yeah. But it's done in such a beautiful way that, you know, you're, you're brought along and you, you really feel for Jackman because he does a, a powerhouse role, as he often does. Um, and as, as he makes his decisions and makes his choices, you're like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Um, my only issue with that movie is I didn't like the ending. Uh, possible spoilers for a second, but it's ultimately wrapped up, and I thought it'd been much better with the without the epilogue and having things go with a big question mark. But everything does get wrapped up in a tidy little bow, and that's it's great to say. Like I didn't want this to end happy, and it did. <laughs> kind of like the vanishing. Yeah, in a way. Right? Uh, the, the U.S. version. The U.S. version gave you a happy ending, and the yeah, and then the, the Danish version didn't. <laughs> yeah, the the horrible just. Cut punch ending there. <laughs> like the end of Buried, you know, which is a different type of movie, but. Yeah. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds in Vanishing. Yeah, <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that's, that's everything I had on my list. Uh, so I wanted to. We talked about uh, Lars von Trier, so I wanted to mention when watching Dan Dancer in the Dark was one of the most interesting times I've had watching a movie because I watched it by myself at my house and I'm watching it and I'm like incredibly into it, but not completely into that dark hole despair that I respected to be in. Um, and then the DVD skipped so much that I had to return it to Netflix. And they sent me another one. So a week later, I picked it up from my book, continued, got back into it, even with that break. And then at the end, uh, when the execution happens, and like it happened and you know, Bjork's character is executed and like immediately just like waterfalls of tears just like out of nowhere like i'm watching and watching like okay okay and just like something about that moment the way it was shot was just good shot very matter of fact like it's in the back still shot um doesn't like to zoom in or anything it's moving around just like just it happens and just like it affected me in such a way that i didn't stop crying for like an hour kind of like <laughs> but the... it's like out of nowhere i'm just like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> the green mile that was pretty much yeah. that one for me yeah that sounds very much like my reaction to the Green Mile. Yeah, that that I don't know, it's really dusty every time I in the room every time I watch that. Cutting onions. Yeah, that's my favorite Stephen King adaptation is the Green Mile, um, hands down. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, movies that uh, or TV shows you guys wanted to bring up that we haven't uh, discussed. When I was still in undergrad, uh, doing classes at the School of Film and Television. And we had an acting instructor who made us watch the Sophie's Choice scene like a dozen times, just right after, like we just we just sat there watching that scene on repeat. 
And I haven't seen it, so I don't know the, the reference. Uh, the scene where this is, I mean, it's a spoiler alert, but it's a spoiler alert for a movie that's like 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. um, the scene where Sophie has to choose which of her children is going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's that one. It's and... the adoption mix-up movie, right? Uh, or... Which does? It's the adoption mix-up movie or a different... No, oh, okay, no. no, it's, it's the concentration camp oh, when okay. they say you can take one of your kids and the other one's going to the gas chamber. Uh, and so they tell her to pick a kid. Which one's gonna live? And she chooses between her children, and then they both die. But um, huh. <laughs> fuck. But like the scene where she has to make the choice, it's so it's fucked, man. And this acting teacher made us rewatch that scene on repeat about a dozen times. Wait, was the end of the scene that they make them pick, and then both of them get executed? No, anyway? no, no. They, he dies later. Okay. Um, but in this specific scene, you see her being like, I can't choose between my children. I can't do it. Make me choose. And he's like, if you don't, they're both going to go die. And finally, she does. And so they rip the other child from her. And the child's screaming like, mama, mama. And it, yeah. So that's not a movie that's fun to watch in general. Um, and actually, in retrospect, isn't really that great of a movie. Like, her performance is spectacular. It's, it's Meryl Streep, and yeah. Meryl Streep's performance is absolutely spectacular. The movie itself is not... It has not withstood the test of time. I don't think the movie itself, personally, is particularly good. But having to rewatch that scene, I don't think I can ever watch that movie again. Can ever. I take all the air out of there for you? Yeah. It's just, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm tapping out. Can't do it. Can't do it. All of Kim's enjoyment of the, uh, the concentration camp film is gone. It's like, yeah, I was watching Game of the Fireflies. <laughs> I haven't seen that, so it wasn't on my list, but I know it's there. It's pretty dark. It's Life is beautiful. Yes. No, it's not. I, 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 yeah, I had problems with that movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that, well, the Holocaust is something you can just, like, like the first episode of um, Extras called that out. It's like, yeah, let's do a Holocaust movie and I'll get, a, get an Oscar. Which later she did for a Holocaust movie. Yep. Uh, not playing a nun, but playing a a guard yeah. <laughs> to yeah. go a different way because uh, she uh kate winslet i'm talking about here um got an oscar for or nomination for the reader the reader yeah which i found to be like you know falsely melodramatic as well um but yeah but it had the right buzzwords yeah exactly yeah no, it's holocaust true. okay cool yeah. but yeah nobody saw the book gain and lose a bunch of weight done change your appearance cool those are all <laughs> don't wear makeup for the day you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes uh uh, any other things that destroy you that you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I spit on your grave isn't one that I'm just like, yay, I want to rewatch that. Especially the original one where they do like the deaths out of sequence. Yeah. And, but no, it's, I mean, it's another one that's like you watch and you're like, this is a thing. Yeah. I don't want to have to do this thing again. Yeah. You watch it and say, yeah, I watched this and I experienced it. No, I don't <laughs> need to experience that yeah. ever again. Um, and I think as 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 fans of, of film or I mean this is looking specifically to horror film, but this I think as as fans of film, there's stuff you feel like you should watch uh, to experience, but and then it becomes a check in the box. Yeah. I did it. Don't want to cool, do that I'm done. again. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, we uh so we've talked about some horrific things and um, <laughs> Christmas is coming up, so we have positive things to look forward to. It's almost the Krampus. Yes, we can talk about Krampus. Um, I mean I figure we'll probably do a Christmas episode this year before it gets can, played out. Can we 
Um, can we do like a viewing party of Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? Absolutely. Yeah. Garbage day! <laughs> I will, that will never stop being funny to me. I still need to actually get the movie around. I've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, and I haven't seen 2, oh, no. or the sequels with Bill Mosley and everything. But... Part 2 is a work of genius. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, Shout Factory's putting out an edition of it sometime very soon. Wow, really? Yeah, last year they put out Silent Night, Deadly Night. This year they're putting out Silent Night, Deadly Night. I know two. it's on my Christmas list. And hopefully they'll put out four and five at some point. Or three, eh, four, and five. Eh. Um, they don't, they just don't to complete to. it. Eh. I watched all of them last year for the Horror Honeys, and two was the standout for me. <laughs> but yeah, you should look forward to that. Hopefully we'll have a viewing party and we'll watch that, maybe live tweet it. Uh, we'll have another episode here in a couple weeks. Maybe something non-horror this time. Uh, we are we focused a lot on horror in the last couple weeks. It was on Halloween. We are horror people. Uh, as much as talk about Crypticon and nasty movies now and the Halloween series. Uh, but we'll be looking to look at other geeky things that aren't specifically about um, people dying. Maybe we'll do some <laughs> something positive next time or the next couple times. Uh, so if there's something you want us to hear talk about, um, yeah, send us a message. Find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, uh, subscribe to the feeds, uh, all of them. We have one subscriber on YouTube right now, so can you be number two? And number, yeah, wait, wait, no, first? we have two. We have two. No, no, we have, both uh, of us. I didn't count. I don't know. It only says one. Uh, I suggest currently Cody is in subscriber to us. Yeah, um, I, should, I should do that. So, yes, yeah, go to our YouTube. Watch our upside down videos. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, next should time get we'll, we'll get it right next. Uh, we're currently trying to figure out the uh, how to get it. Facing the right direction. Uh-huh. But yes, thank you for listening to our blabbering on about this, and hopefully you're still there. Um, we are City of Geek. I'm Bob. I'm Kim. I'm Cody. And we'll see you next time.